I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is CMO Moves, the podcast that showcases the human side of game-changing marketing leaders. Here are their incredible journeys, the moves that they've made to get to the C-suite, and most importantly, their personal stories of how they got to be leaders of some of the world's most exciting brands. Enjoy the show. Welcome to CMO Moves. My name is Emmy Liederman. I am the agency's reporter at Adweek. And today I am joined by Angelique Vendette, who is the chief marketing officer of Allo Yoga. Angelique, thank you so much for joining us today. Of course. Thanks so much for having me, Emmy. Excited to be here. So I think a good place to start would just be getting to know you a little bit and your role and just where you're based and all of that stuff. Yeah, of course. And just by the way, you will see that my voice is killing out. So if I have a crackly voice, please forgive me for this podcast. But back to it. Yes, I am the head of marketing at Allo Yoga. My purview is, you know, spans large and wide. It's across different business categories, both including Allo, Allo Yoga, Allo Moves. And I am based in our offices in Los Angeles. We're headquartered in Beverly Hills. Awesome. And can you tell us a little bit about um, what your day-to-day looks like as chief marketing officer? What are some of the things that you're involved with? I'm sure it really runs the gamut. But <laughs> Yeah. Um, I mean, no day is the same, and that's that's very, very um, consistent. Um, probably the only consistent, right, from, from one day to the next. It could span from anything from more strategic work, working with the executive team and planning, Um, priorities for the year, for the season, even for that month, all the way through to being on a content shoot, whether it's a social first or whether it's a larger campaign, to then even sometimes experiential. We're very, very experiential as a brand. It's all about living and breathing and being able to live, you know, live aloe and understand aloe in that way. So we do a lot of experiences, whether that be at Fashion Week or an aloe house, So no day is quite the same. I'm incredibly lucky. I have the best team out there when it comes to marketing. And so I do spend a lot of time with my team on a daily basis, whether we are out and activating or whether we're in the office or doing, you know, meetings back to back or a brainstorm um, or even like, you know, reoccurring all hands. So spending a lot of time with them to, um, to strategize, to brainstorm, to plan things. And so, yeah, my day is very creative very full um, and very fulfilling. What would you say your favorite part of the job is? Definitely my team. I love not only 
collaborating and working with them, but learning from them as well. Right, I'm someone who operates very flatly when it comes to hierarchy. I'm a, I'm a young leader, right? That's not a secret. And I believe that good ideas can come from anywhere and anyone in the room. So collaborating with them and working with them on a daily basis is definitely the favorite part of my job. And how long have you been in the position? I've been enrolled for just under two years now. And can you tell us a little bit about what you were up to before Aloe Yoga? Oh yeah, of course. So right before joining Aloe, I was with an AI fashion company called Stitch Fix. So definitely on the artificial intelligence side of things for a fashion platform that recommended via algorithm um, different fashion choices. Previous to that, I was with Dolby. Dolby is very interesting because it's traditionally a B2B company um, and we did or effectively created the consumer marketing arm, so B2C for Dolby, and that includes everything from Dolby Theater to, you know, we launched headphones, Dolby Dimension, to like surround and um, being able to work on new technologies like live shopping, you know, a few years ago. That was huge. That was at the forefront. Although now with like five years later, we know live shopping is not as big in the U.S. as it is, you know, in different parts of the world. But that was, that was cool to be at the forefront of that. And then previously to that, I was with LVMH. I was with Sephora ran a social and innovation team, and then eventually moved up into running all of integrated marketing for, for beauty, uh, which was wonderful. And then, and we're speeding through my resume, you know, and then previously <laughs> to that was an agency. I owned a digital marketing agency. We did about 27 of the 32 L'Oreal brands. Um, we had Aldo Shoes because they're based in Montreal as well. I'm, I'm French-Canadian for those wondering. So Aldo Shoes, we did things, or sorry, brands like Nestle Canada, Adidas, and that was really wonderful. And if I go all the way back, and you're like, please stop. <laughs> if I go all the way back, I was in management consulting before then. I helped on digital transformation projects from in-person to e-com. Um, mostly within the banking industry. So similar to Wall Street in America, there's a street called Bay Street in Canada. Um, that's where, you know, day trading, stock trading, and all the banks are. And so did that there. And then before that, had worked um, mostly interned. I say work, but back in the day, it was like you kind of worked for free for Elle magazine and a ton of other really fun Canadian um, publications like Flair and Dress to Kill that I'm sure not, too many folks, if you're not Canadian, will know. And I kind of did that on the sideline, both as I worked in management consulting, but then also as I worked at um, Hold Renfrew, which is a luxury Canadian retailer. And there I was also doing, you know, being in the first teams that did digital and that did social. So always in the space from a marketing perspective and always on the innovation side of things. And a strong focus on fashion and beauty. I know that's something that yeah. you're very passionate about. Oh, so. yeah. I am so passionate about the space. I absolutely love especially fashion from an art perspective and from, um, you know, being, well, I, I could go on a tangent, but when I was younger, fashion was truly, you know, the most wonderful kind of expression of self and being able to kind of, you know, explore and, you know, create my identity and being able to test things out and be really bold with my fashion choices. So fashion has always been near and dear to my heart. And so I'm sure there are so many given you know, the breadth of your career and just all the different roles that you've had, but maybe specifically at Aloe, have there ever been any unplanned moments or surprises that you've kind of had to 
pivot for or any projects that you <laughs> have had to take yeah. on that you didn't expect to, anything like that? Of course. I was like smiling and chuckling by myself and then I leaned into the mic to, to chuckle even further only because we are extremely nimble at Allo. And so we might work on projects that you know, four days earlier, we're not even kicked off or not on the radar. It stems from us being digital first and social first as a brand. So with that comes innovation, but with that comes kind of executing at the same speed of, of you know, digital and, and social channels to keep up with culture and to create culture in many instances. So examples of that might be that we created an Allo Wellness House, which again is um, an experiential concept where, you know, we invited our community to come do yoga, meditation, Reiki, facials, ice baths with us. And that, that's a concept, for example, for the wellness house that we created in L.A. And it was so successful this past spring that we said, well, why not do a pool party in about eight days to, again, kick off summer, although we were at the tail end of spring. And so being able to go source a house... Um, that would accommodate so many people. And this is like thousands of people over a week, right? All invitation only, but all part of our network and our community, whether they're yogis or influencers or celebrities or whatever you name it. And so sourcing a house in that very short amount of time, being able to create activations, create the decor, the ambiance. And so the team kind of rattles up together and creates that. Similarly, you might be surprised to know that our MoonPay partnership execution of our first NFT that dropped um, earlier this week at Fashion Week via their Hypermint product, we actually created that project in under, I think, under 10 days. We partnered with Digital Twin Studios to help execute on it. But from, from ideation to creation to execution, all of that was done in under 10 days. And it's a testament not only to our entrepreneurial spirit at Allo, we're obviously founder-led, but all of us back to like, you know, everyone in the room has a good idea, um, no matter where you are in the hierarchy. It's, it's again, it's pushing up great ideas that, that could make and change the course for a brand. So yes, <laughs> back to the chuckle. It happens all the time and we will continue to be very nimble, both with culture, but both with the executions that we lean into as well. And I'm curious, leaning into this idea of NFTs a little bit more, were you kind of the point person that brought the importance of NFTs and, and incorporating that into your strategy to the table? Or was it a joint effort? Like, have yeah. you always been an NFT yeah. Web3 <laughs> advocate? So I'm, I'm probably obsessed with Web3. That's what I'm doing on my spare time at night when I'm reading or on weekends. Um, when I'm leaning in or educating myself um, personally, it's definitely within the Web3 space. And um, even before I joined Allo, I had been talking about, you know, the gaming industry and Web3 and crypto and how eventually that would impact brands. And so it stemmed from a passion of mine and it stemmed from obviously my executive team having incredible trust um, in me kind of running with these types of projects. So I've been incredibly lucky and very, very humbled by, by, by that trust and by the experience. But yes, um, I started investing and collecting on, well, investing in crypto and collecting on the NFT side of things and knew that it was right for the brand on different levels with our metaverse activation, but then also 
in accepting cryptocurrencies at checkout, in being able to pay our employees in crypto if, if they so choose to, all the way through to our partnership with MoonPay via Hypermint just now in launching our first NFT at New York Fashion Week um, and the benefits that our community members will get from it, like exclusive access to an Allo Wellness Club, which is our gym concepts that just um, just launched, or an invitation to an Allo House that we've you know discussed about um, a few minutes earlier, or even having access to a personal client manager for private shopping and early access to, to drops. So... Yeah, I've been I've been hugely passionate about the space and a huge proponent. Outside of Allo, um, just to close this loop, I also host a Women in Web three meetup in LA monthly, and that's grown to a really really you know sizable meetup. That's been interesting. I think there's 1,200 of us now. And um, similarly, I also created uh, an NFT project called Women Rights NFT to raise funds for women's rights, especially in light of Roe versus Wade. So all, 100% of all purchases go to Planned Parenthood to support that. And again, this is Web3. So it's part of my daily life as, as just Angelique on the side, but it's part of my life at Allo. And I, I love that. I love that I could bring that passion to, to everything I do. That's awesome. Um, and, you know, the importance of having women in that space, women mm-hmm. really pioneering and, and advocating for NFTs, because I think the stereotype is that it's gatekept by, you know, the crypt bros of, of the world. So, um, you know, having, having women in tech, having people of color in tech, I think it's great that you're advocating for that. And speaking of NFT and crypto, when we were talking today at on the, the main stage, one yeah. of your key takeaways was that it's important to recognize your failures and learn from them. Yeah. And, you know, kind of sometimes they're more important than your successes. So yeah. what has there been a time during your journey at Allo where you've kind of had one of those moments that one of those moments where you've learned from a mistake? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. All the time. Um, like I said, my, I have the best team in the business and my team will chime in to, you know, bring an idea forward or, or to move something in a different direction all the time, almost every single day because they're so much smarter than I am. So it happens on a daily basis. And like we were chatting about it earlier on the main stage, so important to celebrate those failures because they could lead to something even more magnificent. Or they can open the door for someone to be like, wow, I'll try that too. It's okay that you try and fall, but you'll do that 50 times and get up and succeed. So fostering that, those values and fostering that environment leads us to to be innovative on all fronts. And yes, it happens in my daily life, like all the time. <laughs> happens in your daily life at work or outside of work or both? Oh my gosh, I'm I both. can relate to both. I'm both, totally. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, you guys, I just got a new puppy and I'm saying just, he's eight months old, but it's, it's he's my baby, Hachi. And um, even learning how to be a new dog mom, right? With my partner, um, that's learnings in and of of itself, right? Um, so daily, it'll be like, oops, I was not supposed to do that, you know? And it's, it's, it's hilarious, it's part of life, and you, you enjoy that ride as you're yeah. on it. Because you have so much free time to take care of a dog. Right? Uh, <laughs> I mean, Hachi comes to the office with me. We have a dog-friendly office, and I have the most, again, wonderful team and community um, at work where everyone loves Hachi just as much as I do. And if, if I'm incredibly busy and, let's say, 
you know, a board meeting or something, um, someone on my team will be like, please let me take Hachi out for a walk. So yeah. very, very lucky in that I love regard. That. Do you go into the office every day? Yeah, I do. I actually go in the office every day. What's, what's probably interesting for those listening to the podcast is that it's like, whoa, wow, like five days a week. But our office is actually almost like a club where you can do yoga. You have Air One on tap, so green juices, clean eats, really yummy things. There's a gym with a personal trainer. You can head into the theater and watch movies. You can head downstairs to our podcast studio where we just launched our first podcast. You can do that. We also have a music studio downstairs with Benny Blanco. So there's so much going on at any given point in time. We do painting in the lobby with different artists. And then, of course, everything aloe and, you know, all the fashion that comes with, with what we do and the guests that come in. So, yeah, I love being at the office and we create an environment where it's, it really fosters brainstorming, but also meetings and, I guess, true connection, um, not only with, with our teams, but with partners and might be yogis or healers, whatever that looks like. They, um, yeah, they come and spend time with us in the office. It might yeah. just be casual or unannounced. And we love that. We love all of that. Sounds like a really modernized way to approach yeah. working. Yeah. Um, and Emmy, can I tell you one last thing? We also have a spa. So you can get a facial, you can get an energy healing, you can get a Reiki. Um, I forgot to mention that. Huge, huge. This sounds like a story <laughs> idea talking about aloe yoga's. I'm not even kidding. Um, yeah. <laughs> hub, like wellness hub. Mm-hmm. So it, it sounds like lifetime fitness to me. Like yeah. That's, well, that's the best wellness. way I could see it. Yeah, yeah. You can find someone like meditating in, a, in an office or in kind of a meditation room. We have infrared saunas. I'm going to stop because. As I keep chatting, I'm like, You're wait, just we bragging also have at this. this. Point. Yeah, 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 braggy. I'm we like, don't, we do I, not have cappuccino infrared. machines, kombucha on tap, all that, all that fun stuff. I'm not lying, but um, <laughs> it's not lost on me. We're incredibly lucky. Oh, we have valet. Anywho, come, <laughs> come visit us at the. Yeah, can I <laughs> come get, do yoga can I with get us, a Emmy? To the Aloe Yoga office. Oh my gosh, not even a ticket. Come, please come when you're in LA, and let's do yoga together, and you know, grab lunch and do all the things. Oh, perfect. Okay, sounds great. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Um, so what advice do you have for other CMOs, um, maybe specifically in the wellness and fashion space, but also in general, um, when it comes to 
you know, avoiding burnout and really pacing your career. I think that's such an important topic. Oh my gosh, such an important topic. Thank you so much for raising it. You know, we talk so much about, or at least I do, but I think the industry is talking so much about empathy and as leaders having empathy for what we've been going through over the last three years, right? We're kind of out of it now, but we had a, um, like, injustice and, or sorry, racial injustice awakening and COVID and just so much going on. And although we're kind of on the other side now, it's still so important and still so du jour to talk about empathy. But I think as leaders, as we're leading these large marketing orgs, it's really important to have empathy for ourselves, to forgive ourselves if we need you know, extra time on something, to be lenient um, and not so harsh on ourselves if we fumble with the pronunciation of a word, right? Like early, I was, I was laughing on stage because um, my French you, accent just the way you The way you said <laughs> democratization was so much more glamorous oh than my gosh. what we would say. So. Democratisation. <laughs> um, yeah, so being, you know, being able to laugh at yourself and being forgiving and having that empathy towards yourself too, not only to your teammates, um, to your colleagues, to your employees, to your peers, to whatever it may be, to your board, your shareholders, your stakeholders, um, your consumers, but also to yourself because at the end of the day, you're setting the example for your team. You're setting the example for what the culture is like on a daily basis, even if it's a 15-minute Zoom call and, and you're able to show that humanity. Um, that's, that's really important. For sure, for sure. And I, I love what you said about having empathy for yourself because I think a lot of times we're our harshest critic and the standards that you would set for your team are not necessarily aligned with the standards Mm -hmm. you would set for yourself. So one thing that I try to practice when I have like negative self-talk, it's like, would I be saying this to someone on my team? Would I be saying this to someone that I love or a good friend or anything like that? I love that. Yeah. yeah. Treat yourself like you treat others. Exactly. (laughs) It, the opposite of <laughs> treat yeah. treat yourself or treat others how you would want to be treated. It's also yeah, treat yourself how you both treat ways, others. Both ways, right? I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're going to end with two additional questions. One being, if you could change one thing about the CMO, ro- CMO role and the marketing industry in general, what would it be? Um, I think there's two things. So I'll start with the CMO role. I think... Um, the CMO role is so much more large and vast than what's on a job description. And it's arguably the role that is the most, um, not only misunderstood, but arguably the role that is most, oftentimes you will be involved in other parts of the business that might not fit your GD. You'll be involved as part of strategy and parts of operations. Um, You'll be involved on the tech front, right? When you think of MarTech, you'll be involved in innovation. Um, So it really isn't just about creating campaigns or being creative from that regard. You'll also be on the creative side, right? So there isn't really a GD of one size fits all. A CMO at a B2B company will be vastly different than a CMO at a B2C company. Um, And it's important to be able to have that flexibility, but then also understand that the role of the CMO is so much more. You're the face and voice of a brand oftentimes, not only in addition to the campaigns you put out or the partners or influencers or celebrities that are endorsing you or working with you, but you're also that exact same voice internally. So we're often, um, you know, it's like a blurred line with chief... HR officer, right? Um, your CHRO, 
blends with the CMO, your COO blends with the CMO, the CEO blends with the CMO. Um, so that's probably the largest misconception, um, which is really exciting, right? Which makes it so that, that I love my role. And then if there's, and I don't know if I'm answering in the right order, but um, that's the misconception. If there's something I would, is, did you ask me if there's something I would change? Yeah. I think I would definitely change this consistent race towards growth, right? I think over the last few years, especially when we saw in the D2C world or rapid like Bay Area D2Cs, right, kind of blowing up one day and not being um, there, you know, a few years later or the next. So I think the over-rotation towards growth, towards bringing people through the funnel and converting them, I think has has hurt some marketing organizations and some brands. If you focus on the brand and you build brand love um, and brand awareness and then ultimately brand affinity, I think that's the key. And so I would probably change the focus on consistently trying to deliver um, and show where your KPIs drive conversion and drive sales because that's not what it's about. It's about building long-term affinity and love with your community, with your client base, with your consumer. And that's something we sometimes forget. So not just basing your success off of KPIs and measurement, but also just this idea of, of brand's love and community. Yeah, and you can measure that in different ways. It's mostly the KPIs that are, tr- are tied to conversion and sale. That's a piece that's like, well, how much money, like what's the ROI? And you're like, well, there's ROI that I can measure now, and there's ROI that I can measure in a year, and also ROI that I can measure in 10 years but we should still invest. Um, And sometimes that conversation is not as easily understood because you're not seeing a direct, um, like instant gratification as we've all kind of learned in the last 10 years with social media and whatnot. I think the same instant gratification has almost become the expectation for marketing with ROI. And again, what I would change is is ensuring that we still continue to focus on building a long-term lifetime brands that become household names instead of just growing, growing, growing a business. And, and seeing consistent and high churn of, um, of clients and consumers. Yeah, and that goes back to our conversation about burnout and you know having um, this expectation that everything you do, you're going to see that instant gratification that kind of leads oh, to yeah. a little bit of a fixed versus, we always, people always talk about like the fixed versus the growth mindset mm-hmm. and making sure that everything you do is... Um, instead of just having that instant gratification, it's more of a journey and seeing those long-term results. So yeah. I think that definitely makes sense. Last question for you is, if time and money were no object and you weren't a CMO, what do you think you would be doing? You know what? I Because I do this in my spare time anyways, I would be an artist. I paint large-scale paintings right now. Um, I also write poetry, and that's how I you know, focus on my wellness and my mental health on my downtime. And so I would probably do that full time. I mean, I love being creative and I get to do that in the day to day in marketing. So even if I won $10 million tomorrow, I would still be in this role to be very, very honest with you because I'm, I, I enjoy it like every single day. Um, but if you're like, you cannot be a CMO, um, I would probably be, be a bohemian artist out there just you know, painting and portraying life um, via written word. Um, yeah, and color. Sounds lovely. 
Um, I think that's a wonderful place to end. So Angelique, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. And I loved chatting with you and loved doing our session today. Oh my God, I had the best time. Thank you so much, Emmy. And thank you so much, everyone, for dealing with this, this lack of voice. Dealing with this. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to CMO Moves, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Al Manorino, executive produced by John Heil, and edited by Lane McGibbony at Boutwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.